This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Personal finance is rarely just a math problem. There are emotional considerations to make and personal and family situations to think through that can tip the scales in favor of renting or buying. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're doing three things. First, we're going to be discussing the renting versus buying a home situation, you know, with everybody and their mother looking to buy a home in this competitive market. I thought I'd look at both sides of this debate for you and share some of my experience as well. Second, we're back with our FinTech Spotlight segment. This month, we are highlighting Credible, an online mortgage broker that compares lenders and rates on your behalf. We'll be chatting with Credible's Dan Ricciotto about why the housing market is going absolutely bonkers and how Credible is helping people find the best rate possible. And last but not least, we'll be back with another funny money quiz with my daughter, Zoe. I yank her out of school for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and we read the review of the month as well. So it's all going to be fun. Are you guys excited? Let's do this. Let's jump into today's show. I'm sure you've heard it before. Don't rent. You're wasting your money. It's one of those age old sayings that keeps repeating itself over and over again. But is that advice good for everyone? Or is it? Any good at all? Let's explore the renting versus buying a home debate. As someone who has done both and often dreams about switching back to renting, I want to lay out the different pros and cons to renting. So let's start with pro number one, flexibility. Home ownership can be great, but renting gives you flexibility. You have the ability to change where you live after your lease is up. The changes can be big or small. You can change what type of housing you want to have or even change the city or state or country you live in. You can't say the same about home ownership. It's not just a mortgage, though that's certainly a big part of it. When you buy a home, you're stuck with a mortgage, you're stuck with homeowner's insurance, property taxes, and maybe even PMI. Even after you pay off the mortgage, like we did, you still have to pay homeowner's insurance and property taxes. Plus, let's not forget about all those closing costs and fees. If you buy a home and want to sell a year or two later, when maybe you're like bored of where you live, that's not only cumbersome, but that's really cost prohibitive as well. Those fees that you paid to buy the home, guess what? They're waiting for you when you sell the home too. Con number one of renting. Your housing is not your asset, it's your landlord's. When you rent, you're giving your money to your landlord each month. While there's nothing wrong with that, it can be thought of as a con if you're looking to grow your wealth and your net worth. The price of homes, as you all know, has grown immensely recently. By some reports, home prices rose almost 19% last year. For homeowners, 
they're dancing in the streets because they see their net worth growing and their home values growing. People looking to become first-time home buyers and renters aren't dancing so much at that news. So yeah, this could be a big con for sure with renting. Pro number two of renting, less maintenance and more chill. I've been a homeowner for 18 years now, 18 years. Wow. And I will, but I'll tell you the truth. I wish I was a renter sometimes. The amount of home maintenance and repairs that I've had to do over that time frame has been insane. I'm already longing for the day where I can become a renter again so I don't have to cut my lawn, edge my lawn, weed my lawn, treat my lawn. There's a lot of lawn stuff here. Trim my trees, repair our broken appliances, replace my cracking driveway, save up thousands of dollars to replace my roof, paint my house, nail the siding back on my house that fell recently after some windstorm we had. Ugh. The list feels never ending. Probably because it is. My point is that all that home equity and home value and net worth growth and all that comes with a lot of work as well as a lot of costs. Homeownership, it's a job. Honestly, it really is. If you don't want another job, then you should think twice about homeownership. <laughs> with renting, when something breaks, your landlord should take care of it. There's either no lawn to cut or it's taken care of by the landlord as well. When you consider the time and cost of home maintenance and repairs, renting feels more relaxing to me. Con number two of renting, rent can increase while a mortgage can be fixed. The national median rent increased by 10% in 2021 compared to the previous year. Unless you're in a rent-controlled housing situation, this can be really troublesome for people who are looking to make ends meet or they haven't seen their incomes increase anywhere near that amount. One point for home ownership is that mortgage rates, although they're going up a little right now, they're still pretty low. And if you get a fixed rate mortgage, that keeps things fixed. My favorite is a 15-year mortgage, so it can be eliminated from your life a lot faster, and you'll have the same payment for 15 years. Now, depending on where you live, your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance, those can increase over time. That means the cost of owning a home does go up, but potentially not as much as an unexpected rent hike. Pro number three of renting, you don't need to save for a home down payment. If you need a place to live, renting helps you find housing more quickly. You don't need a home down payment. Instead, you need a security deposit plus the first and next month's rent. For home ownership, traditional advice says a 20% down payment is a smart move when buying a home. For the average home buyer in America, that would be around $60,000 for their $300,000 home. Of course, depending on the average price of a home where you live, that down payment could be much less or it could be much, much more. Now, there's a lot of debate about that 20%. Do you think that's too difficult to swallow? Well, don't worry. It is for most Americans. According to smartasset.com, of the U.S. buyers who took out a mortgage, 55% made a down payment worth 6% or less of their home value. So if you're going for 6% for that home down payment and your home is around $300,000, that is $18,000 instead of $30,000. 
When comparing this to the average apartment rent in the U.S., you're closer to $1,100 per month. So that two-month security deposit would be $2,200 versus an $18,000 home down payment. Renting is clearly the winner here in terms of the amount of money you have to scrape together to get yourself the keys to a new place. Con number three of renting, lack of a long-term investment. Just like stocks and other assets, the longer you hold your home, the more wealth you'll create. Even over the last five years, the median home price has increased by $100,000. And I can attest to this. We bought our home in Michigan for three fifty in 2013, and eight years later, it's valued at over $550,000. That's a $200,000 increase in eight years. Now, since we paid off our mortgage a few years ago, we own our home outright. No mortgage principal, no interest. Yes, we still have to pay taxes and insurance, but I'm going to figure out a plan for that too. (laughs) Of course, this varies where you live and when you buy, but in comparison to renting, statistically, homeownership does help you build wealth. For us, around 40% of our net worth is the value of our home. Now, that's not very liquid, but I really don't care. (laughs) I've got a job that I love right now. Nicole is going back to school to find her happy career life, and we'll have enough in investments to take care of our retirement needs 25 years from now. So our paid-off house, it brings us pride. It helps us rest easy, knowing that it's a solid long-term investment that will more than likely grow to around $800,000 or a million by the time we retire. At that point, we may just sell it and become renters so I don't have to worry about cutting my lawn anymore. (laughs) So in the end, is renting or buying a home the best way to go? Honestly, that decision is up to you. It all depends on your stage and season of life. When I was in my early 20s, I desperately wished I didn't buy a home. I felt trapped, Homeownership costs ate up the majority of my income, and my homeownership duties took up most of my free time. No one wants to be house poor. It's incredibly stressful to send so much of your paycheck to your home and also dedicate so much of your free time to it. In my single time in my 20s, all I wanted was freedom. As I learned, homeownership was the exact opposite of that. Even when I was ready to sell, the housing market tanked in Metro Detroit and my home value was less than what I owed. It was a $100,000 house with a $180,000 mortgage on it. Ugh, that was horrible. (laughs) That was a lesson in how quickly your home value can change and a reminder that it's important to build wealth beyond your property. So fast forward to when Nicole and I got married and we started our family, all of a sudden, I really cared about school systems, communities, and laying down roots. I wanted to have a place for my kids to call home for good. And maybe when the kids are grown and gone, I'll want to be a renter again. So it all depends on your season in life. So the question isn't renting versus buying a home. It's actually what season of life am I in right now? In addition to making those considerations, you'll also want to remember that personal finance is rarely just a math problem. 
there are emotional considerations to make, and personal and family situations to think through that can tip the scales in favor of renting or buying. But enough for me, everyone. I want to hear from you. What do you think of this rent versus buying a home debate? What are the pros and cons that you see in this situation? Please let us know by sharing this episode on your social media accounts by tagging at Marriage Kids and Money on Instagram or Twitter at Andy Hill MKM. I would love to keep this conversation going. Thank you. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking the time to consider our sponsors, everybody. Let's jump back into the show. For our FinTech Spotlight segment this month, we are featuring Credible, an online mortgage broker that compares lenders and rates on your behalf. I've invited Dan Ricardo from Credible on the show to tell us more about how their tool works and helps people navigate the housing market. And we're also going to discuss why this housing market is so insane right now. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, Andy, how are you? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Let's start off with that housing market, Dan. Why is the housing market surging nationwide like it is? Talk to us about that. 
Yeah, think back to freshman year of college, Economics 101. I know it's a long time ago, certainly a long time ago for me, maybe not for you, Andy. Uh, supply and demand, right? So here's what we've got. We've got lots of new households being formed as we emerge from the pandemic. We have a migration, generally speaking, away from large metropolitan cities to suburbs and even, in some cases, more rural areas. And there just isn't enough inventory. There's just not enough supply. So demand is there. Supply hasn't kept up. Therefore, prices are up. And that's all been fueled by these incredibly low interest rates up until recently, really, record low rates. So record low rates, demand up, supply down, prices are up. That makes sense. Why is the supply down? Was there a period of time when we just stopped building houses? What happened? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is yes. So after we emerged from the last Great Recession in 08-09, builders really pulled back on the amount of construction that they were doing pretty much across the country in many markets. So the supply hasn't really recovered relative to population growth from where we were. And number two, we've, again, simply coming out of this pandemic, we have more households being formed as kids are moving out of their parents' basements, which is a good thing for their parents, by the way, but not necessarily a good thing for those first-time buyers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, lots of people out there looking. It is the uh, millennial nightmare right now as we're hearing all of our social media. Talk to us about interest rates. Why are interest rates rising as well? So we got higher prices for homes and higher interest rates. Why are interest rates rising? Have you noticed it costs more to fill your tank lately? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or buy a dozen eggs. Look, we've got the highest inflation since 1981, 8.5%. In some parts of the country, even higher than that. So in an effort to tamp down that inflation, which, by the way, we were told was temporary, but seems to be sticking around a bit longer than the policymakers had hoped, the Federal Reserve, their main tool to fight inflation is to raise interest rates in the hope that they kind of slow things down a bit, you know, damp down that consumer demand. So we see interest rates going up across the board with the hope that that will sort of put a lid on inflation and, in fact, reverse the course. We'll see. It's an unfortunate sense, but it makes sense. So how does the interest rate rise affect mortgage rates then? Do those rise as well along with interest rates? It does. So you remember we started the year, the 30-year mortgage, which is what most folks use, was around about 3%. We're now just over 5%. So in the last five months, we've gone up a couple of points. And that might not sound like a lot, Andy. And in historical context, it really isn't. But for affordability, especially with these high home prices, especially for those first-time buyers, that two points is a big deal. So for example, right now, the average home with the average buyer, they're spending about 31% of their monthly income to make that mortgage payment. That's near a record high. So that just shows you that interest rates and high prices combined, double whammy for first-time home buyers especially. Yeah. And then you get squeezed. So if you're spending more on your home, you got less for investing for your future, paying off your debt, just paying for groceries, having some fun, all those things as well. So when does it make sense for people to rent instead of buy in this market? You know, this is the tough one because rental prices are up about 17% on average nationally over the last year. So for those renters out there, you're not seeing much relief either. Now, it really does come down to a couple things. Number one, time, right? If you know that you're going to be in that home for, say, three, five years plus, buying is still a pretty good proposition because, again, rates are still reasonably low when compared to history, right? My first home, my mortgage was 12.5%, and I was glad I got it, right? So now we're at about 5%, a little bit higher than we were. 
but still by historical standards, reasonable. So if you're going to be in that home for a while, now's probably a good time to go ahead and make the purchase. If, however, you're not sure about your timing or you can't scrape together that down payment, or if you're in one of these really overinflated, heated markets, you might want to stay on the sidelines a bit longer. And when we talk about in the house for a while, I've seen this five-year rule. Do you agree with that five-year rule? Yeah, I do. I mean, at minimum, I would look at three years. I would not buy any home if I knew I was going to be there for less than 36 months. That's really risky. Five years is a good one. Glad you said that. That's probably as good as any. Obviously, the longer your time frame, the more it makes sense to buy other than rent, because as you know, with the rent, you're just basically paying someone else's mortgage. So buying that home, even if you're paying top dollar for at the moment, over five years or more, you should be okay. What about the person who's listening right now and say, you know what, this housing market is crazy. I'm just going to wait for it to cool off a little bit. What would you say to that person? Yeah, well, again, if, if that person's in one of these super overinflated markets and there's plenty of them around the country, that might not be a bad strategy. But again, if that person's alternative is renting for the next three or five years, might not be a great idea because you're really then do the math. Let's say you're you know spending 40 grand a year in rent over three, four years. That's a lot of money that could have been used toward you know, equity in your home. Even if that home price comes down a few points over the next years, it still makes sense if you can afford it, if you've got decent credit and a down payment to buy the house. I guess looking forward, based on the lack of supply, is this market even going to cool off? Yeah, well, that's, that, I'm glad you said that. That's, that's really key because it really does come down to supply. We could have high home prices as we do today. We could have higher interest rates as we do today. But as long as the inventory isn't there for the number of buyers, we're still going to have these high prices, right? And those prices are sticky. And I don't see, it's hard to envision a flood of inventory into the market, you know, beyond what we've seen historically. So unless we get that flood, you're probably right that we're going to see these levels maybe top off here, maybe in some markets cool a bit, but it's hard to see how we go back to 08 where we had a you know 35% decline in house prices. It's super interesting to think about too, because these housing price surges, they're not everywhere. They're not everywhere to their extent. Like Austin's crazy. I've seen that, you know, Northern California, different, different parts of the country, right? Do you think, I guess this is just us looking long-term in our country. Do you think there's going to be a migration to housing costs that are less for people in the country and then moving away from these big metropolitan centers? Yes, and there is. I live in San Diego, as you know, Andy, and we've lost 11,000 people over the last year in population. The number one reason they cite is home affordability, housing affordability. So you're absolutely right. I expect to see a continued migration, particularly among those more mobile populations, younger populations, to places that are more affordable. Now, having said that, those coastal regions in particular are always going to be attractive. You're always going to have people who want to live near the beach, right near the coast. So do we, do we see a cataclysmic shift? Probably not. Do we see this subtle shift over time where folks are looking for more affordability? Absolutely right. Well, let's talk about how Credible helps people out with this situation. If you're looking to save as much possible, what does Credible do to help people with their mortgage rates that they're looking for? Yeah, really simple. Credible, as you said in the lead, we're a fintech company, right? So we basically help folks who are in the market for loan products, in this case, mortgages, for example, as you and I are talking about. We make it sort of easy. You know, the traditional mortgage process is terrible, right? You've been through it. I've been through it. It's a nightmare, right? So <laughs> what we're trying to do is essentially make it more consumer friendly, 
allow consumers to visit credible.com, put in a fairly small amount of personal information, and have a soft inquiry done. We're not pulling your credit score. We're not going to ding your credit score, but have a soft inquiry done to essentially give you an assessment of, A, can you qualify? And what are the rates out there that you can qualify for? If you then proceed to go forward, we can take it on from there and you know, you'll know you meet the lender. It's all done electronically and you can go on your merry way to get yourself a mortgage. So it kind of takes what was traditionally a very long, laborious, paper-intensive process and puts you in control right on your smartphone or your laptop with a few easy clicks and slides. How does this differ from me just going down the street to my bank and saying, hey, I need a mortgage? What's the difference? What plus do I have? Working with Credible? You might have a great bank down the street, and I don't doubt that you do. But boy, isn't it more powerful that on your own laptop or your smartphone, you can access many great banks or lenders with the same ease as you can accessing just that one, right? So I like that competition. I like people competing for my business in a transparent way. So as I said, that one bank may be terrific, but it may not be your best option. That's why I love competition. Competition is fantastic for consumers. Dan, thank you so much for being here. If you guys want to support the show and check out Credible, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash credible mortgage. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash credible mortgage. I'll have that link in the show notes for everybody. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Hi, Sandy. I appreciate you having me. Hope to come back. To keep this show running and to help your buddy Andy smile, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing to support this show, everybody. Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or give the show a shout-out on social media, tagging at Marriage Kids and Money on Instagram or at Andy Hill MKM on Twitter. Those reviews and social shout-outs help more people to find and consider this show. To encourage you to leave a review or social shout-out for the show, each month we do a book giveaway. So we received two reviews and social shout-outs since our last book giveaway offer. This quarter we're going to give away three different book options from past podcast guests. We've got Indistractable by Nir Eyal. We've got Stacked by Joe Salcihai and Investing for Kids by Allison Tom and Dylan Redling. And to help me pick the winner this week, I've got my daughter. Sit here, Zoe. Here. I'm here. What's up, Zoe? Yeah. So, Zoe, I stole you out of class. Wait, say, say what's up again. What's up, Zoe Hill? The sky. The sky. Very good one. (laughs) So, Zoe, I took you out of class. How's that? Is that okay to do this? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what were you doing in class? It was like... Our Mother's Day poems. Mother's Day poem. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on Mother's Day. Actually, when this comes out, it'll be post-Mother's Day, everybody. I hope you had a great Mother's Day and you celebrated all the mothers in your life. Zoe, let's do a, a money quiz before we read that review. What do you think? Yeah! All right, here we go. All right, let me explain the rules to everybody, even though you know all the rules because you're very smart. Oh, yes. um, and you've I done this for, what, geez, years oh, now yes. with Daddy. I'm going to give you three questions, and for every question that you get right, I'm going to give you a doll hair. A doll. Yeah! 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 All right, ready? Yeah! Question one. Mommy has gone back to school to learn to be an esthetician. Yeah. Why do you think it's important for mommy to go to school? Well, maybe 
when she if she wants to come in esthetician, isn't that like skincare? Mm-hmm. She might need to do some more math. And when mommy helps me on my homework, she kind of gets confused a little bit. <laughs> so she might need to go back to school to learn some more things that she that she forgot, oh. and and maybe wants to learn more so she can get a job. Yeah, so she's gonna get a new job being an esthetician. Yeah, no offense, mommy. And she needs to learn some skills. No offense. To do that, no offense needed. Absolutely. No offense, mom. School helps you to learn. I think that's a great answer. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, question number two. Zoe, there's something called mortgage rates, and they're going up. That means if you buy a house today and get a mortgage, you're going to be paying hundreds of dollars more each month. What? Now, our mortgage was $1,300. So we have to pay $1,300 more? $1,300. So now that they're going up, how much do you think mommy and daddy have to pay for our mortgage now? More new dollars because we paid off our mortgage. That's correct. It was... Yeah! And you win. Yeah! <laughs> I knew it. It was a trick question. Yeah, we paid off. We burned the mortgage. We ran through it and we made a pinata with it. That's right. No mortgage in this house. No All right, mortgage. question number three. What are you most excited about for our Florida trip this month? <gasps> Sunny weather mm-hmm. and the pool. Yes. And also, um, um, unlimited screen time. Unlimited screen time? Yeah, because it's a trip. <laughs> and when we went to New Mexico, we got this. And Grandma and Grandpa. Uh-huh. And we get to... Oh, oh, we get to have ice cream. Yeah. And, and we get to have a hotel room. I love hotels. You remember that private beach? Do you remember that we had that beach when we were there in Florida that one time? No. It's, the, it's called the Harbor Beach Marriott, everybody, in Fort Lauderdale. It's going to be fantastic. They have their own <laughs> private beach. Hang out on it, so um, that was sort of an easy question, but it was a oh, right yeah, question. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And the right. plane ride in the movies, oh, and the plane ride in the movies. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. You get to watch your own movies yeah. and do what you want. I really hope they have Spider Man No Way Home. Well, they probably will. Yeah, but I've got news for you, Zoe. You get three dollars. Yeah. Zoe, congratulations. Yeah. I'm gonna give you three dollars as soon as I send you back to school after this. Let's- <laughs> Let's read that review. So, Zoe, we got two reviews and social shout-outs last month. So let's do, I think we got Siri on this thing. So let's try that. Ready? Hey, Siri, pick a number between one and two. It's two. All right. Well, the second <laughs> review that we got came in from Adam Smith. Smith. 1982. And it says, thanks for writing. 2022. So, Zoe, can you read this one? It's, it's got some length to it. This will be your uh, reading assignment for the day. I listen to many finance podcasts, including MKM, A Couple Money with Ellie, and most of the Ramsey personality podcasts. I really appreciate this podcast for the assortment of topics, guests, and relatable content. As a married father of two nearing 40, who also happens to be an engineer, I have really enjoyed the way that you present the information in standard format, intro, guests, takeaways, trivia, and how you make sure to engage your children in finance literacy and situational evaluation. My wife and I are working to bring the kids 
to the budgeting process. Looking at the numbers and spreadsheets, as well as helping distribute into the cashed envelopes to see how much the household runs. I plan to do more finance literacy training with them, but it seems to just take a long time to build that muscle. Please keep doing what you're doing with the same positive energy. It has been rewarding to find you. Adam and Tesla. Awesome. Thank you very much, Adam. And Yay. Zoe, thank you for reading that one. That was a, a, a lengthier one. Adam, thank you for taking the time to write that. That means a lot to us here in the Hill House. Adam, I don't have your email, so if you could please take a screenshot of your review and email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. That would be great. And that way I can send you one of these great books that we talked about. And everybody, we're going to be doing this again next month. Again with Zoe. So everybody, if you want to be a part of the final read of Zoe in elementary school, please yeah. leave us a review. Or An Apple Podcast or Spotify. Or Spotify. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. You could take a screenshot or you could just leave us a nice shout out on social media just saying, yeah. hey, here's a cool episode that we listened to and you tag us. And you so we tag know you us until we know you did it. Absolutely. So please don't send me back to school. It's a prison now. Oh. See those gates all around it. It's a prison. <laughs> it's a prison. Please. <laughs> Please. It's only one you more see, hour of school. Yeah, but they told us not to open the gate, so it's technically a prison. Unless, <laughs> and if they said if the teachers give us permission, we can't open the gates. The teacher has to. Oh my! And they said if we're running from a grizzly bear, we can't open the gates. Really? Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Wow. I'm not joking. Well, maybe I will take you home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great day. In May, we'll be bringing you more episodes that help you find your own version of family financial independence. Next Monday, May 16th, we'll be answering another question from the MKM community and highlighting the Coast Fire win of Josh Miller from Michigan, who accumulated more than a half a million dollars in retirement investments by 35 years old. And then the Monday after that, May 23rd, my friend Megan Rebuse, also known as the Family Finance Mom, she's going to be joining me to answer a question about investing in Roth IRAs, and we'll be featuring the mortgage-free win of Kevin Arnett, who paid off his house in just two years. The Monday after that, May 30th, we'll be featuring another Best of MKM for the holiday week, and I hope you guys all enjoy that holiday, because... Summer is nearly here. I know I'm going to be enjoying it. Our pool is going to be opening up our local club pool. And we're, we're excited about getting out in the sunshine. So I hope you guys enjoy that day. And I'll be bringing you a best of episode that day that has been oh, one of our top downloaded episodes. So I'm excited to share with you at that time. And then on Fridays, you'll be hearing more bread and wine from me and my wife, Nicole. This is a candid chat between a husband and a wife where we discuss marriage, kids and money while we have a glass of wine. We've got some good ideas coming up. I'm excited to share them with you all. And if you want to choose our topics or just at least give us some ideas or just support the show, consider buying us a cheap bottle of wine at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash wine. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash wine. We'll give you a shout out on the show and discuss some topics if you'd like. This message of family financial independence, my friends, is growing and I am so honored to be able to do it. Thank you for your support as always, everybody. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Anonymous. You are not buying a house, you are buying a lifestyle. Good luck with your home ownership journey, my friends. Carpe diem. 